I'm Daniel Dubois, and I'm your host for the Think Like a Wizard podcast. Welcome to Episode 2, Empathy and Spirituality. I want to add a bit of a technical note before the episode continues. I've noticed I was having a bit of uh, technical issues, and I'm having a little bit of a problem with my voice. So I hope that doesn't spoil the, the episode for you too much. But I just wanted to let you know I do acknowledge it, and in the future I'll see what I can do to correct these things. Thank you. As with the last episode, I'm going to start this episode by sharing a bit about myself. I begin by apologizing to those listening to this podcast who know me, who I never shared this side of me with. There was no ill intent in my not sharing. Odds are we were building our connection. When we were building our connection, I wasn't as understanding of it as I am now. So I never brought it up or I had come to understand you didn't believe in this thing, these things. So I never pushed it on you. I apologize because now I feel like I'm being deceptive when someone brings up the topic and I say nothing or pretend to be ignorant of it. In fact, I lost track of who knew this side of me and who didn't. So I feel like I've been robbing people of good connections and bonding moments with me out of fear of being rejected for it. Maybe even worse, I started closing myself off from people more and more and you probably wondered if I didn't care about you. I can definitely say that it started to become isolating. Now that I released this podcast, I won't be able to retreat into feigned ignorance when this topic comes up. Those of you listening will know I know more than enough about this topic. I'm also sharing this for a few other reasons other than to apologize. One, I am absolutely sharing this part of me because it's liberating and I can now have truer bonds with people than I was having. Secondly, because those of you listening going through an awakening or time of self-discovery are most likely going to run into this situation. You may find yourself afraid to share with others what you're going through out of fear of rejection, and depending on who you know, maybe even persecution. I'm lucky to have a family and social circle of people who love me enough not to harm me for who I am. But I know not everyone is that lucky, which is why I also encourage you to share your experiences and thoughts in the podcast subreddit. Thirdly, I'm sharing this because there are already among those who know me who come to me with their spiritual issues. So if this podcast is the first time you learn about this about me, now you know there is someone you know in this world that you can speak to if you need someone to hear you out. Let's define our terms. Empathy is the ability to internalize others' emotions. Spirituality is the ability to internalize the big picture and how all the individual elements connect together in it. When I say internalize, I mean that both your conscious processes and your subconscious processes can properly engage with what you're experiencing. As an example, you may be an immigrant from a warmer climate who now lives in a colder climate. Before you moved to the colder climate, you understood intellectually that a colder climate means that it won't be as warm as where you came from. And you could probably even recite the steps that people in those climates take to keep warm when it gets cold outside. 
but it's not until your first winter and you feel the atmosphere draw the heat out of your body and you realize that this is going to go, if this goes on for too long, it can kill you. Suddenly, the thing you knew intellectually was now engaging with your survival response and one of your first instincts is to now seek warmth in order to survive. At that moment, you've internalized what it means to live in a colder climate. I'm going to break empathy and spirituality down into how they are as a personality traits and as skill sets. Strictly speaking, empathy is when the brain mirrors the emotions we perceive from others. This means when we see someone who is sad, our brains make us feel sad. This is a great tool for a social species. It saves a lot of time on communicating and potential fights because we already have a sense that the person before us has a need that we may need to respond to. This is our fundamental way of communicating when there is a language barrier. It's not necessarily sophisticated, but we can use it to relate our basic needs. Think about how you interact with a baby before they develop an understanding of the language it will learn from you and others in its environment. We speak of empathy as a personality trait when we tend to mean the person in question feels a great deal of sympathy for others. Typically, once the empathy process occurs, the empathic person will put an effort into helping the person in distress to alleviate or relieve them of the unpleasant emotions. At one of the places I worked, there was a woman upset that she was working on her birthday. Everyone spent the day teasing her about it by giving her sarcastic birthday wishes. At one point, we were on a break together and I wished her happy birthday. She got angry, assuming I was also teasing her. So I calmly said to her, I saw that everyone was giving you a hard time about working on your birthday, so I thought you might want a genuine happy birthday wish. That put a smile on her face and gave her a genuine moment of happiness in an otherwise difficult day. If I was a less empathic person personality-wise, I would have taken her angry reaction to my birthday wish as an insult, and it may have led to a fight, but because I understood the emotion I was mirroring was caused by others, I kept my sympathy for her. You can also take this example as an example that people can mirror someone else's emotions without feeling sympathy for them. The others we worked with saw her displeasure as an opportunity to attack her instead of leaving her alone or offering her sympathy to help her process her situation. This is why it's also important to understand empathy as a skill set. Mirroring someone else's emotions doesn't necessarily mean that someone will be inclined to help them. Accurately understanding someone else's emotions is also about knowing how to function in a situation based on the emotions perceived. I was out for a walk and I saw a large breed pit bull charging at me. My first reaction was, well, I guess I'll see how good I can fight off a pit bull. I wouldn't have been able to run away before it got to me anyway, so it had to have stand my ground and fight. But in the next moment, I realized my empathy wasn't mirroring aggression. It was mirroring happiness and excitement. So I changed my body language accordingly. When the dog got to me, it jumped up on its hind legs and put its forepaws on my chest and was jumping around with a goofy look on its face. It wasn't trying to attack me. It just wanted to say hi and play. I would have put myself in danger if I hadn't paid attention to my empathy. I would have struck the dog and that would have started a fight that I'm sure I couldn't have won. Strictly speaking, spirituality is about seeing the connection between things, especially how they interdepend on each other. As a personality trait, it is often viewed as a combination of the empathy personality trait and an understanding of how events and different worldly elements interact and the consequences of those interactions. I want to emphasize that we don't generally consider someone spiritual, even if they understand how things interdepend, if the person in question cannot show empathy for those elements, usually living things, when discussing how to deal with the situation. Also, we wouldn't consider a person spiritual if they just had the nature to sympathize, but not the ability to see the connections. As a skill set, 
Spirituality is best at pattern recognition and assessing the value of something as it relates to the environment it finds itself in. Intuitively, you are viewing the world around you as an extension of yourself, hence why you internalize the connection and interdependence between things. You're looking at the whole as an organism and are trying and are typically using your subconscious process to help you consciously make connections. Consider this sentence. When you change things, things change. A fairly simple sentence. You may think to yourself, of course things will change when you change them. But what I mean by this sentence is that once you make a change, things will never be the same again. This is neither good nor bad. It just means that you will never have that experience you had before the changes occurred again. If you're a parent or were or still are involved in raising children, you know this all too well. As you teach children more of the skills they need to survive as independent adults, they become more independent and you lose those interactions with them that you used to have when they needed your help to survive. They no longer cuddle with you for affection or safety. You don't have silly bonding moments based on pure joy because they have no other way of interacting and you no longer get that rush of pride when they master simple skills and they couldn't, that they couldn't perform before. Hopefully though, if you did a good job, that leads to positive changes that are equally as fulfilling or maybe even better. For those of you going through an awakening and are on a journey of self-discovery, you may have already internalized my meaning for the sentence. Your world may be beginning to change or already has changed irrevocably. As an example, other people around you may now be fleshed out individuals with wants and needs and hopes and desires that you can't just dismiss because they don't think like you or they come from another or they come from a different culture. Maybe before you just rolled your eyes because that person is one of those people. But now you find yourself having genuine conversations with them and really wanting to know what their life is like and can't for the life of you remember why you didn't always see others this way before. You can't imagine going back to the person who was so divorced from the richness of different individuals' experiences. For me, a big change was learning to back off from doing things for other people because they were having a hard time of things. At first, if I could intervene, I would. It wasn't a question. Having a hard time moving a heavy object? Here, let me help you. Are you sad because your significant other betrayed you? Come, let me do something to cheer you up. But then I realized something. Help needs to be helpful. There were a lot of times when I was moving a heavy object and having a hard time that I didn't want help. What was hard for me to move now would be easy to move later because through hard work, I developed the strength to move that heavy object. If someone had intervened every time I struggled, I would still be having a hard time moving that heavy object. So now before offering to help someone, I try to find out if offering to help is in, fa is in fact interfering with their ability to get better at the task. As for comforting someone who was betrayed, sometimes it's good to let someone sit with their feelings so they can understand what led to it, but also let them understand how it feels. If you're never allowed, if you're never allowed to suffer, you wouldn't have the same motivation to avoid it. I'm not talking about letting someone get traumatized. But if I don't let you realize how much you don't like being betrayed, there's a good chance you leave yourself vulnerable to betrayal because you know I'll be there to comfort you. And then you would have no ability to comfort yourself when I wasn't around. Mind you, now that I'm saying this, my best example for knowing when not to help was my time spent with my trickster teacher. No one around me was equipped to help me deal with that situation. People tried, but a lot of the time the help just brought me more suffering rather than helped. To be clear, I was very grateful for the love and care it showed that people wanted to help me, but the lack of actually being able to help me made my situation much worse. Also, 
For all I went through, I came out of it with a great deal of wisdom and compassion, something others are benefiting from now. If there had been someone who had been able to help me, I wouldn't be the person I am today and I wouldn't have the stories I have to share that often helps people relate to me better when we are working on helping them with their problems. Helping wouldn't have been helpful in my case. I also realized that the method my trickster teacher used to teach me gave me insights I wouldn't have had if someone had just taught me the normal way. I learned that everything is in surface level and that sometimes when things were going wrong, it was entirely my fault, even if I didn't recognize it or had the emotional desire to accept that. But with my trickster teacher, I had no choice but to grow and learn. I can't imagine blindly helping someone now without first trying to understand if they actually need my help. Let's recap what I shared in this episode. Empathy is the ability to internalize others' emotions. Spirituality is the ability to internalize the big picture and how all the individual elements connect together in it. When we discuss empathy as a personality trait, we tend to mean someone who feels a great deal of sympathy for others. As a skill set, it's about how accurately someone, else, someone can mirror another's emotions. As part of the discussion on empathy, we touched on the idea that mirroring another's emotions doesn't mean that the person mirroring the emotion will be sympathetic to the person who's originating the emotions. As a personality trait, spirituality is often viewed as a combination of the empathy personality trait and an understanding of how events and different worldly elements interact and the consequences of those interactions. As a skill set, it is pattern recognition and assessing the value of something as it relates to the environment it finds itself in. Intuitively, we are viewing the situation as an organism and typically using subconscious processes to help consciously make those connections. When we discussed spirituality, we discussed the, the importance of being aware of the changes we make and the consequences of our actions. We should do our best to create useful outcomes. Next episode, I'm going to continue with empathy and spirituality and revisit senses and emotions by discussing how they work on the spiritual plane. This is the episode for those of you listening who are eager to understand how what we discussed so far works in the spiritual realm. After all, those of you awakening to the spiritual are going to need to understand these things. I just first want to establish some basics before moving on to more spiritual things. For this episode's assignment, I want you to pay attention to how you are using your empathy and your spirituality. Are you mainly using them as personality traits or more like skill sets? Maybe you freely use them as a combination of both. Follow the link in the episode's notes to the entry for this assignment in the podcast subreddit for more instructions and to share what you have learned doing the assignment. I look forward to seeing what you share. Once again, I'm your host, Daniel Zubur. Until next time.